Hey everybody, welcome back to my journey through the Pantheos. This is trip number three. You know, we ha we've had two trips so far, you know, the kind of the introduction trip, and we had, you know, the first uh, God experience kind of thing, and uh, then we have this one. And guys, I, I don't know how to quite prepare you for what's about to happen here. Uh, this trip is intense, like, like really hardcore. Uh, notably because this is my first stab at ayahuasca, which is uh, a little more potent. Uh, okay, a lot more potent than, than mushrooms. Uh, it's, it's one of the most powerful psychedelics known to man, if not the most powerful psychedelic known to man. Um, so, so, yeah, this one gets intense, y'all. And like always, uh, I, you know, please listen to the prelude episode if you want the full color and backstory to this trip. Uh, if you don't want to listen to that, or if you already have, please skip ahead to three minutes into the episode. For those of you who haven't listened to the Prelude episode, I'll give you a quick download real fast of what it was about. So basically, uh, you know, my first couple of experiences with mushrooms just didn't quite do it uh, for me, basically. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what it was. The introduction one was just fun the the god experience that i had at my boy, boyhood home where i grew up it, it it was really really deep but it didn't give me any answers it just said hey god is real and and that's that's ultimately the only thing i got out of that um and so and i tried another like quote unquote heroic dose which is 5 grams of mushrooms and i really saw nothing really in that experience uh, it was it was very disappointing and so i woke up the next morning and i was just kind of upset uh, i'm i'm trying my best to go on this journey and learn stuff and it's just not working so i signed up for ayahuasca and and when i say sign up you 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 can quote unquote sign up for it uh, I encourage you to do your own research if you're interested. And uh, I, I got some ayahuasca legally. And once I got it, it was pretty terrifying, actually, because this is a very, very powerful thing. And uh, I, I tried, you know, microdosing my way into my first experience and really nothing was happening. I wasn't getting any kind of psychedelic effects and I was kind of disappointed and and I ultimately learned that I wasn't really taking it the correct way, and I, I coordinated with with the folks who who gave me the ayahuasca, and they told me the really the correct way to take it, and um and yeah, so once I finally dialed in that experience, I was able to have my first deep dive into ayahuasca, and that's essentially where we're gonna pick up. So just a couple warnings up front before we launch into the episode. Um, first off, there's going to be a lot of cussing in this episode. It's a very, very intense subject matter, and that is accompanied with very, very intense language. Uh, as I mentioned in the episode, uh, you know, these experiences are like getting into a fist fight and a car crash and a burning, you know, flaming inferno all at the same time. It's it's terrifying. So there's a lot of strong language. Uh, the other thing is, uh, ayahuasca has some pretty significant and pretty significantly disgusting side effects. And that's nausea and vomiting and diarrhea. I hate to bring up poop, but there's going to be a lot of poop talk in this episode. I'm really sorry. I hate talking about poop, but, you know, we're all human. And let's just get it out there. There's going to be poop talk. Uh, that's, uh, that's really all I can tell y'all. I've warned you about everything else. There's another warning I mentioned later in the, uh, the, uh, the episode here. So let's just jump right in. Welcome to my journey through the Pantheos. Trip three, the Inferno. Good picture. Fireflies. We're still looking at it. I was rolling on the moon one day, day. Roger roll, Discovery. Alright, we're we are recording. Welcome back to so again, we covered the backstory for this trip in the prelude episode, also at the beginning of this episode. 
So we're going to just jump right into the night that I took enough ayahuasca to really see something crazy. All right. So the first experience where I actually saw something for real on ayahuasca was um, I went downstairs. I had basically laid out this little air mattress downstairs in my, in my uh, I call it my study. It's like a little guest bedroom, really. And... Uh, laid out the whole setting, had music going, like kind of trippy music to kind of help trigger some stuff, and and was um, you know did all the stuff I needed to do to get there. And I turned a light on in my closet, but shut the door so that there was light peering through the door. Uh, but everything else in the in the room lights were off, and so and it was at night, so it was kind of dark. A little bit of light coming from the closet. Um, I had a security camera on so that my girlfriend could. Uh, monitor me, no pun intended, um, and see if I was going going to get myself into trouble. And I basically told her, look, don't interfere. If you hear, Even if you hear me screaming at the top of my lungs, just go look at the monitor and make sure I'm not hurting myself. Uh, I was like, the only time you should interfere if you see, is if you see me hurting myself or punching holes in the wall or something. Uh, and, you know, then come help me out. So I sit down, I grab my bottles of ayahuasca that, that I had prepared, um, three ounces in each bottle. I take my first three ounces, I wait 30 minutes, and not much happened, you know. But it was when I took my, my second three ounces, so now I've done six, that's when things started to get pretty interesting. Just like with, with mushrooms, my field of view expanded. And so like I could see all of the room and in like high definition, like higher definition than reality. And one of the things I saw was um, was my ex-wife had painted this picture of my core boots. As anyone who's listening who doesn't know what the hell that is. Uh, we were in the Corps of Cadets at Texas A&M. My old lady, that's why we call them old lady. We covered this in the first episode, blah, blah, blah. Um, but your core boots is what you earn as a senior. It's like a very symbolic thing. And it's it's basically symbolizing that you went through hell and you're now a senior and you get to wear these boots. So there was a moment where my eyes became spotlights. And I would look and where my eyeballs would look on the wall, there would be like a kind of a bright light moving wherever my eyes were going. But here's the weird thing. It only happened in one area of the room. So I look at other areas of the room and it, the, those lights would not be there. It was only when I looked at this painting of my core boots where I would dart my eyes around that painting and I would see spotlights. And so it was trying to, I don't know for certain, but I think what it was trying to tell me, it was uh, it was trying to tell me, in my opinion, that, hey, you're going to need to call upon whatever got you through the core, like whatever quote-unquote quote strength and courage that you might have had in the core, you're going to have to call upon that for this experience. There's no easy way, or there's no, you can't. I'll just, how do I explain it? I just saw a, a, a friggin' uh, jaguar face. There's, I have no obsession with jaguars. The last time I've even thought of a jaguar was probably in 2004 when I went to Belize and saw one in a friggin' cage that some guy had. There's no reason why I should see a jaguar, right? But guess what? Ayahuasca is primarily from South America, Peru, Peru, and stuff like that area. They have jaguars all over the place there. I did not do any research that said I would see a jaguar or anything like that, but I, I got smacked in the face with like seeing a, a it was first its eyeball, and then then I saw a, a big uh, vision of, of, a, of a jaguar's entire face. And that happened on every ayahuasca trip I've ever done, by the way. You'll always see a face of a jaguar. Come to find out, that is a legit thing that everyone, a lot of people see on ayahuasca, is, yeah. is are jaguars. 
the other really amazing thing that happened in the intervening time period was you definitely felt this kind of godlike um, presence, right? And that coincided with, you know, like right around the time, like right after the Big Bang, how all the fundamental forces were really just like one force and then they evolved into the different forces like like electromagnetism and gravity and all this other stuff. The theory is, of course, that those were all one force in the beginning and as, it, as inflation took hold and all this other stuff, they branched out into their different, you know, strong force, weak force, gravity, electromagnetism. The same kind of concept applied in terms of emotion and thought. Um, while you're starting your, to ramp up on ayahuasca, imagine having every emotion that you can have all at the same time. It was it was crazy, dude. Like it was it was fear, anxiety, love, joy, exaltation. Is that a word? Yeah. Elatement. There we go. Like like exaltation is a word. Super excited. Super happy. Super depressed, depressed, super stressed, super anxious, all at the same time. And it, it, I know that's very hard to imagine, but it is true, dude. Like, and then, and the other thing was the concept of thinking so deeply, because uh, your brain is like all this triggering. All every part of your brain is like triggering at the same time. It's imagine having every thought that you ever had in your life and ever will have in your life all at the same time. Like, like your brain is about to explode. It's unbelievably amazing and, and scary and everything at the same time. My in my mind, I was like, okay, they say that that you have very bad diarrhea, and it's like, so what I'm gonna do is the second I feel that urge, I'm gonna just go, um, and because I, the last thing I want to do is like, I, I hate to go here, just, just shit myself and shit all over the carpet or something like that, and so I was like, okay, well, that's what I'm gonna do, and what I noticed is that your symptoms coincide with the trippiness. So I wasn't feeling any symptoms up until this point, but then I started seeing little things and that coincided directly with nausea, like very bad nausea, and then having to go, you know, explosive diarrhea really bad. And so, so I started feeling that. I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna, I started seeing like um, geometric shapes in the room, very faint though, very faintly. I saw, I was laying down on my blanket or whatever, and I saw in the blanket, I saw like these patterns in the blanket, like these little valleys and stuff that turned into like this uh, tribal kind of like pattern. And and I was like, and, but I had to poo really bad. And, and so it started to get really intense when I looked at my hands. And this is when it started to get kind of creepy. I looked at my hands and I had the hands of an old woman. Like they were, they were small and frail and wrinkled, and they were kind of glowing in a. They were. It was still flesh colored, but they were glowing. It was glowing flesh, like it was like glowy. Uh, what do you call this color? Alabaster or something? I don't know. Um, and it was kind of glowing, and they, but they were wrinkly and they were small, and they were a woman's, an old woman's hand. And I kept looking at my hands and being like, dude. And it, then it started getting even trippier. Um, my hands started, there was like these, uh, hieroglyphics written on my hands, and they were like in, um, glow-in-the-dark, like, that kind of like greenish glow-in-the-dark fluorescent color, and it was, it was starting to get, I was like, oh my, and I'll never forget looking at my hand, and my hand became like this, this being, this creature. And right about that time, when the light that was on in my closet, I, I saw stuff moving behind that door. Like I could see like feet like behind the door, like moving in the light. 
And then it, I saw like hands on either side of the light, like grab onto the door. And it looked like there was something back there that was going to rip the door down. definitely felt like an alien presence there and it was and all I can tell you is um, in the moment when you're doing these you don't remember that you took psychedelics like it's almost like you were just dropped into this scene and you, you don't even remember you took anything and you're freaking out like, you're like what did, the? did you feel fear oh yeah like that thing whatever was behind that door was was terrifying was and it like being in a nightmare kind of was and and especially like when you're when you're looking at your hands and there's someone else's hands, it's like not only are they not my hands, they're an old woman's hands, and they have these hieroglyphics written on them. It was simultaneous, simultaneously amazing and 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 kind of scary. And and that creature thingy that was behind that that door, it definitely wasn't. You got a presence from it that it was not nice. And I was, I was like, ooh, like. And right around that time. Um, is when I started feeling the intense symptoms of ayahuasca. So I got very sick to my stomach, and I had to go explosive diarrhea. And hey guys, again, I hate talking about poop, but um, I had very I had to go to the restroom really bad. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm about to go down this trip. Like it's starting to hit hard because I had these potato chips or these um, these uh, corn chips. And it's about to hit hard. I was like, I'm going to go run, the, run, use the restroom and, and get that over with so I don't shit myself. Come back in and go fully down the rabbit hole. And so I went and used the restroom real fast. Came back into the room. I was still tripping like crazy. And I, and I thought to myself, okay, it's best that I warn my girlfriend right now that it's about to go down. So I grabbed my phone and I actually called her. And, and I was like, hey. And she's like, what? And I go, hey, look. Like, I am seeing some crazy stuff right now, and it's about to happen. Like, I'm about to go, basically, go to hell. And 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 I was like, I was like, just keep a close listen, you know. Um, and and by the time I'm saying my last words on the phone to her, I go I go and hang up the phone, and I I instantly knew instantly that I was out of the trip. Like it just stopped. Like it was like I was seeing this crazy stuff. And and then I think what happened is I took myself out of that environment and changed up my setting and scenery and it started picking up this phone and, and that thrusted me back too much into reality where I got I just was out of the trip. And it was just done. And I was like I was pissed, man. I was I was I was like, you've gotta be freaking kidding me, man. Like I I've gone all this way. I've gone through days and days of taking this terrible stuff. So much money I've spent on this shit. And I've already killed one bottle. I'm on my second. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm pissed off. And so I was like, I was, I was sitting there. I was like, I know this is probably going to be a bad idea. But I'm going to go up there right now. And I'm going to do three more freaking ounces. And I went up to the refrigerator, pulled out the ayahuasca. Measured out the three ounces, slammed it down, went back down the stairs, and lo and behold, nothing really happened. I sat there for a solid hour and a half waiting for something to happen. And my field of view expanded again. I think I saw like a little bit of like tribal art patterns and stuff. And I was like, all right. I waited as long as I could. I was, I was sitting there for an hour and a half. And I was like, I waited as long as I could. I can't do anything. I'm just going to go upstairs. I'm starving now. I've been fasting all day. Had some corn chips, but that didn't really do much. My girlfriend came from an event that she was catering, and she brought all this food, and she had, like, this freaking decompo salad, like a fancy, like, really fancy, delicious, best salad I've ever had in my life. And I was telling her about the experience. I was like, yeah, I saw some trippy stuff. Didn't quite get there. And I'm eating this salad. And it had like some chicken too, right? And I, I, I freaking ate like a king and just gorged myself. And uh, right about the time that she's going to bed, I was kind of laying out my plan. I was like, okay, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. Uh, like today's shot, but you know, I'm just gonna, just gonna keep pressing on. I was like, okay, I finished my food, and I, lo and behold, had to go poop again. 
and and I thought to myself, I was like, I was like, okay, this is. I still have a little bit of the side effects. Uh, I was like, I'll just hop downstairs really fast, right? I went downstairs, and as I get to the restroom, I open the door, and the first thing I notice is there's little discolorations in the tile. It's not like it's a dirty tile, but you know, like tiles have like little swirls in them that just to make them look cool or whatever. Those little swirls were were swirling. Like, like they were moving and I was like oh I was like it's not done with me I was like I was like there's still something going on here and so I had to make a, 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 a decision do I do I go number two right now or do I go back into the room and see where this trip takes me because it was starting to the stuff was starting to move right and I was like I was like okay it's not done I'm not joking around dude I literally turned my head like the bathroom and the downstairs bath, uh, bedroom are right next to each other. The, it's like it's like a door and a door. It takes one second to move my head, maybe two, one, two. I moved my head to look into the direction of that room, and the air mattress I was sleeping on had a black like web, like a spider web, like really thick like black web that was covering it and like attached to the floor. I was like, oh my god, what is that? So I walked in the room laid on the damn spider web and that's when things started to get freaking crazy so I sit down and things in the room started to get unrecognizable like like so you see like this beer can this beer can if you were seeing it in the state when I was seeing it at that time it would be for for a split second you would recognize it as a beer can but then it would turn into a version of a beer can that you've never seen before and could never comprehend and it becomes unrecognizable it's no longer a beer can you look at it and you're like what the hell is that at first it was a painting it was like a painting of a, of a beer can then it became like a cartoon of a beer can and then it morphed into just a shape like a trapezoid, like a rhombus or something like that, like like misshapen, you know, kind of like like off kilter, and then it would morph back into a beer can, and then it would turn back into a painting, and then a, a cartoon, and then a shape, and that was happening to happening to everything. Imagine every single pic- pixel of your vision being what I just explained. It's shifting from a, a, a painting to a cartoon, to a crazy shape, like a rhombus or a triangle or something like that, and then and then back to a regular, and then back to, and it's, and it's everything in the room, everything in the room was doing that. And now, if the nausea is getting so bad, that I, I had a bucket with a trash bag in it because I knew there's a high possibility I would throw up, right? And so I'm fighting the urge to throw up and then I look at my hands and my hands start doing that that old woman hieroglyphic thing again and I'm going to vomit, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I was looking at my hands and and then I'm looking into this bucket and that's when things got really scary. You would float in and out of consciousness. Like you would, you would, you would black out, and you would see these these shapes. Your eyes are wide open, by the way, but you see nothing but black and these very bright. It was, it was like circles of shapes that were all circular and kind of merging together. And it was as much as as, as pretty as that sounds. It was actually scary. And then you would you would kind of it would like it would it's like you you would come back into existence. But then when you came back into existence, everything was different. And one of the times when I came, this happened about four or five times. These pulses of blackness with these crazy, scary shapes. One of the times that I came back, everything was everything was purple, deep, deep, but like like very very deep purple like my hands my arms the room and it wasn't just like a purple light was shining on it it was like if my skin right now was legit like deep dark purple and 
there was like a, a carnival kind of atmosphere. Like, it would be like if calliope music were, were certain, were, 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 was suddenly playing. Like, you had these very weird fractal swirls that were, that they all were like a clown, like an evil clown. And everything was super, super deepest of deep purple, including my skin and everything. I still had some writing on my arms and stuff in, in, in fluorescent yellow, but everything else was like just deep purple. And then I st I'll never forget, I kept saying, what is happening? What is happening to me? And this purpleness, that's the only way I can explain it. This purpleness was consuming me and killing me. And as I'm saying what's happening to me, I said that over and over, my voice started going from the normal normal frequency. What's happening to me? What's happening to me? To lower and lower frequency, like I would be like, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? And as I'm doing this, I still have the bucket uh, that I'm gonna vomit in. As I'm doing this, I'm falling. I've, I've now landed on one of those shapes that are spiraling down into this bucket. And I'm going down into the, the bucket and it's turning into this void. I was like, I'm gonna die. And, I, and I'm riding one of these shapes down into this void. And and I noticed, I was, I was like, I'm gonna die, I'm dead. And I was like, and, and I was like, there's nothing left of me. But there was something left of me. And this is this is the funny part. I realized that I still had the shit. I was like, I was like, hold on, I'm still alive. And how I know I'm alive is because I, I really have to take a big shit right now. And that, guys, and, and, and y'all, I'm sorry. I don't really talk, like talking about poop and stuff. But I was like, I have to shit. And I was like, I can save myself. I can pull myself out of this void so that I can go take a shit. And that's what I did. I literally, with my freaking arms, pulled myself out of that void, the bucket. It was complete blackness. And as I pulled myself out, you saw this little tunnel of light that just came as, as I was pulling myself out. This tunnel of light just went whoosh, and then it became the room and I was back. And everything around me, remember when I told you that everything was like shifting between a painting in a in a cartoon, a shape, yeah. all of that now was was happening so fast that everything looked like it was on fire, and I couldn't stand. I didn't have the strength to stand. I crawled on my belly through the room, managed to get my hand up and open the door. Kept crawling. Now I'm crawling on the hardwoods downstairs. And the whole room downstairs, everything was on fire. And so I'm crawling on my belly, I get to the toilet. And I'm like, I'm gonna die, this thing's still after me, whatever, this purple thing. And so I get on the toilet, and I'm, I just let her rip. I'm like, I'm still absolutely terrified at this point. I'm like, I'm like oh my god, like, like, and, um, are you thinking in your mind this was a mistake? Or? Oh yes, dude, <laughs> dude. I'm not joking around. Like when I crawled, like the moment that everything turned purple, that's when it got super scary. And and I remember thinking, oh my god, this was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. How do I get fucking out of this now? Like I I need out right now. And and that's when I rode that shape down into the void. And I was like, I can shit. That's a thing. I'm still alive. I can shit. And I was like, yeah, I can I can get out of this. So I'm telling y'all, I <laughs> I was dying, and the only way I could save my life was to go shit myself. I had to crawl through fire and an inferno to shit to save my own life. I think that's happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
And so yes, he, he severs from IBS. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, uh, so oh, I'm gonna get another beer. Hold this. Anyone want a beer? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Please. All right. And I was like, I could perfectly empathize with your having to take a shit to save your life because I've been there. <laughs> like, if, so, uh, if I don't get to a bathroom, I'm gonna die. Yeah. That's fucking great. So yeah, so so in in your mind at this point, it's life and death. I'm telling you guys, like, you can be as brave as you want to be. Like, you can you can be the most courageous, badass, badass ass person on the planet, and and you and you'll even know what you're getting into before you do it. But in the moment, you're like, this is the stupid. It, it it's about what I imagine. They, they've they've entered. There there are people. The, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge is is one of the biggest hotspots for suicides, mm-hmm. and there are people who jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and survive. Yeah, and every single person that they interview that jumped off the bridge that survives, they all say the same thing: that the the second their feet left the platform, they said, "Oh my God, this was a stupid idea. What the hell am I doing? Like, and, right. and you're gonna die." That is the exact same thing that I felt like. Like in that moment when that purpleness took me, I was like, "This is not cool, dude." Like, like this, there is nothing cool about this. Like, it's it's no fucking joke. Like, like it is the most mortifyingly terrifying thing that I ever want to experience. Like, I'm gonna keep doing. <laughs> that being said, I'm gonna keep doing. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna do ayahuasca probably like once a year. I'm gonna try to do it on my birthday because to me it's like a rebirth. Anyway, so altogether I was on that toilet for about maybe two and a half minutes or so, and I and that pulled me out of that experience. And I instantly like I came out of the restroom. It wasn't instant though. Like like it was slow. I came out of the restroom and I was looking at everything. Everything was still moving kind of fast in in, in the in the Den downstairs. Did, did the nausea go away? Nausea kind of went away, not all the way, mm-hmm. but um, so everything's still moving really fast in the room and stuff. And then it started slowing down. That inferno cooled down, uh, cooled down to just like a campfire, and then that campfire cooled down to like a candle, and then it was just kind of just done. And I stumbled my way back into that bedroom, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like. I was like, that was intense. Like, it was freaking... It was like being in a fist fight, a car crash. And I don't know if you guys have ever thought this. I'm sure you have. And during the worst of the worst of our freshman year, getting absolutely tortured, was there ever a moment whenever you were done with, like, this crazy torture session that you were almost kind of happy or proud or like, man, that was actually kind of badass that I was able to get through that. Yeah, like happy that it was over, that you had done it. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And and like kind of, you, you felt like, man, that fucking, that really happened, man. I got through that, you know? There was times while I was doing it, I was like, yeah. Oh, shit, look at that. Yeah, exactly. While you're doing it, you're like, oh my God, I want this to stop. Please make <laughs> it stop. And that's kind of exactly what happened with, um, it was very similar to the core. Like if you like, in my opinion, if you could get through the core, you can get through this shit. It's going to be just as tough. And in a smaller, imagine pouring that nine months of hell that we went through into a into a couple hours, like all of that pain and misery into a couple hours. But you can get through it if you have that courage. But I am telling you that it is the fear of not only dying. But dying in the most unnatural way. Like, if I were to pick um, the top, um, like, ten ways I would want to die, then they would all be these pleasant deaths. You do not want to die by these trippy, riding a, a shape in purple hell. So, let's, uh, so I think we're kind of wrapping up. So let's... Oh, no, no, we're not done. Not done? As I said, because I wanted to hear, like... What? So, you're, are you done describing the experience? So, this, that was my first uh, trippy experience. I'm going to cover two more. These these other two will be quick, though. Okay, because I just wanted to get like after all that. What made you go back for more? 
So, yeah, what did you get out of this that was like, oh, I'm doing better now? Yeah. Well, so so that or so, did you get anything yeah. out of it? I, that that experience, honestly, I'm, I've been having a lot of debate about was that my ego death? I think the answer is is maybe. Like, I think that day. You're supposed to let yourself go all the way in and get taken. Like you, you essentially they call it blasting off. Like you, you, you let yourself die. Like I should have let myself continue going down that shape hell, and then just let myself. You essentially blast off into heaven, and you see all these uh, amazing like uh, beings that are made of. Um, even though I, I'm not the, I still don't know, you know what to make of Joe Rogan. But he has a very, very astute uh, description of these entities that you encounter, and he said it's so true. He goes, "It's it's these, it's these symmetrical geometric beings that are made out of love and understanding." So I think the, what I got out of that night was a partial ego death. I don't think that I, if I would have went, if I would have kept going all the way down. I would have um, experienced my my body dying and then my consciousness or my soul being exalted into heaven and, and talking to these freaking angels, right? Uh, but but I think I cut it off too short, and so that's my that was my motivation to go in and do it again. Was like, well, man, I was almost there, and I stopped. Like like, and so. I was like, I could have, been, I could have had my full-on experience that night if I would have just let it go, and I, and I didn't. I got too scared, and I, I, I shat myself out of that, out of that uh, amazing experience. And so my plan was, I am going to do it again, and this time I'm going to resist every bit, every of of my strength that I can to resist having a shit, right. So I did. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I too. <laughs> so, so I did that, and so I did it again. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, and you guys also, it is not recommended to do nine ounces of ayahuasca. Like I, no, too by much. you or by society in general. Really, you need to be under heavy supervision to do something that mm-hmm. that deep. And I think that's why I had such a crazy, terrifying experience. Um, uh, six is is your absolute limit, dude. Like like, don't try to go deeper than that unless you have uh, giant people there that can stop you from doing terrible things. Um, so so I had only a limited amount left, right? So I was like, man, I have six ounces left. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play my cards right and dial this in correctly to where I can go in again. And as long as I resist the urge to poop, then I will experience. What I needed to experience, and they, again, they say once you ascend into heaven and talk to these amazing angelic uh, beings, that they will unveil these life lessons um, for you that heals you, and that was my goal. And so, so that's what happened. And and everyone has talked about that. The, uh, anyone that I talked to on these, they, there's like a message board on this ayahuasca like Aya quest thread. They all say that they've seen a goddess, and they call her Mother Aya. Uh, so I did, I did my, 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 my routine again. I, I did my three ounces. I waited 30 minutes. I did another three ounces and then I ate some potato chips. And, um, by, and by the way, it, it, it is late at night. It's about 11 PM when I did this and it, it, I was getting tired. And that's when it was, I, I, I've told people before that this goddess came out of the air conditioning vent. But what it, it, it didn't come out of the air conditioning bin. It just descended from the ceiling. And its face, it materialized in front of the air conditioning vent. So looking back on it, I was like, oh, man, the thing came out of the air conditioning bin. It didn't. It just it materialized in the room above me. And this thing was just beautiful. Like, it was a symmetrical um, perfectly symmetrical you've seen the movie uh, Abyss the Abyss right yeah. mm-hmm. so you know those alien 
uh, Creatures yeah. in Abyss. Yeah. It was. It looked very much like that in terms of like that fluorescent pink or whatever. So in the movie, it was fluorescent pink. Mm-hmm. In my ayahuasca trip, this being had it was fluorescent blue, and okay. and it was like there were so many like appendages on either side, perfectly symmetrical. Like so, whatever was on the left was perfectly on the was the exact same on the right. A bunch of appendages and these flowy wing-like looking things, and it was moving very slowly and kind of like like you know floating in. In the middle of that, kind of up about where where you would imagine someone's face to be, mm-hmm. there were actually five or six faces. They were all superimposed on each other and morphing in and out. And it was all the same face but with different expressions. And it was just kind of one would come to the front, the other one would be right behind it. And they were all a freaking gorgeous woman. Like like it kind of looked like Fimki. Jensen, yeah. it, like in her prime. This, this guys. Yeah, and and these faces kept morphing in and out, and they were all different expressions, but they were all pleasant. And 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 so this beautiful angelic creature being comes floating down, and I'm right at this point. I'm really tired. Like it's late. It's late at night. So yeah, it was probably like one or two a.m. at this point, if I remember correctly. Um, and. I was tired, and not only was I tired, it was telling me to close my eyes. It was like it was, it was like. And, and by the way, it doesn't tell you in words; it tells you in thoughts. But you know, it's not your own thoughts. Like it's, you know, it's coming from that being. And it was like, close your eyes. And I, I didn't want to close my eyes. I didn't want to go to sleep. I wanted to experience. I wanted to have a full-throated experience of what I was about to experience. And. And I, at one point, though, I kind of gave in and I leaned my head back. And there was, as I'm leaning my head back, it was like there's these, there was like three or four very tall gray beings above me that were all, they all had their hands out and they were, they were pushing my eyelids closed. I was like, I remember having a thought in that moment. I was like, no. I was like, this is bullshit. I was like, I was like, I am not going to have this reduced down to a dream. Like, like the whole reason I'm doing these psychedelic experiences is, is so that I can see it with my own eyes and know that this is something that I see with my eyes that I cannot explain. And and the thought that I was about to have a psychedelic trip in a dream. I rejected that outright. I was like, I'm not, that's a cop-out. In my opinion, I was like, that is a cop-out. So I opened my eyes and I looked essentially God in the face. And I said, I am not going to close my eyes. And it kind of said, like, why? It, it, it kind of, it, you know, again, it doesn't communicate with words, but in thoughts, it was like, why? And I just, I told it, I was, I was like, that's a cop-out. I was like, I'm not going to dream my way out of this, or I'm not going to have a dream experience through this. And I looked it in the face, and I legitimately said, you're going to have to try a lot harder than that. It, it, was, it was like floating its wings and stuff. When I said that, it stopped. Its wings stopped fluttering. And then it started, it started pulling back. And before, it was making these very, very pleasant facial expressions. Very welcoming and warm and like, like a mother, like a motherly presence. And, and when I said, no, I'm not closing my eyes, you're going to have to try a lot harder, it, it stopped its wing fluttering and started retreating back into the ceiling. And as it was leaving, it made a screaming face. Like, it was like... And it was leaving, and you can see me goosebumping like crazy here. As it was leaving the ceiling, it was making that, that scream face, and it disappeared, and I just thought to myself... Oh shit! <laughs> I was like, I was like, I just pissed off a a interdimensional angel, angel or something, wrath of God stuff. I was like, I just pissed it off. And, and it not left. only are you not going to die, you're going to spend eternity in hell. Yeah, exactly. And so I, after that experience, I talked to some of the uh, 
the people on the on the thread and and I don't know if this is true or not. Um, I mean, who knows? No one really knows. This is the, the, these these beings. I, by the way, I think these beings are 100 percent real. They obviously live in a different realm than we do, right? So who knows their intentions or what? But but they said they were like, dude, Mother Aya is always going to do what's right. It, they'll never she'll never do something wrong. She's and, and they told me they're like, if she wants you to go to sleep, there's probably a good reason to. And their their logic was, if you're awake, you're going to resist certain things a lot easier than you would if you were asleep. And and she was like, she probably needed you unconscious so that she can go in and do some work, and without you resisting, so that she you know knows a little more or whatever. But I my argument there is that. Well, if if that to me it's God, it, like God should already know what's going on with me. It doesn't need to come into me while I'm sleeping to figure stuff out about me. Uh, but I don't know. Who knows? It, maybe God does need it. Who, who fucking knows? And so maybe your brain needs to be in the right state. Yeah. And so yeah, maybe. And so that was the theory. So I decided to do it again. Um, this time I I saw that that same goddess. Uh, came down and it instantly reached right into my mouth. I've had a uh, a wisdom tooth, an impacted wisdom tooth, uh, for about 15 years now, uh, probably more, probably more like 20 years. Um, that has been too dangerous for for um, a dentist to remove or an orthopedic surgeon or whatever to remove because it's going to cause nerve damage. Every few months, it would it'll, it'll start to hurt, and so um, the goddess came down, floated down into the room, and reached into my mouth. One of these uh, symmetrical appendages reached down into my mouth and and grabbed hold of my tooth and just instantly made it feel better. And it was just like an instant, just like it was like a wave that washed over me, and it was just like that pain was gone, and. Then, I, again, I did this at night, I was sleepy. So this time I actually kind of heeded the advice of the people on the, the forum and went ahead and went to sleep. And I got to tell you, I really don't remember anything from the sleep at all. Um, I remember like popping in and out of consciousness and having some kind of trippy thoughts, right? But for the most part, I just kind of crashed. But when I woke up, things kind of got pretty interesting. I remember seeing that God is still there. So the next thing you know, it's grabbing my fists and raising them up. And this is involuntary, right? I, 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 I can't really control this. The, the goddess is lifting my arms up and my fists are clenched. In thoughts, it said, you're a boxer, right? And I said, yep. And it said, all right, well, get ready because you're going to need these on the other side. And I said, in my mind, I was like, oh, shit. We're about to go in deep. In thoughts, it said, I hope you are all ready. Like, you know, in, in, in the South, we would say, y'all, I hope y'all are ready. And so I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait a second, y'all? Like, like, is there someone else in here as well? And it told me, yes, we're all in here. And I said, please explain. And it said, you are everybody and everybody is you. And I got floored when I heard that. It, it kind of conjured up these uh, thoughts of this togetherness that I've always felt whenever I've done psychedelics. Is you, you, you feel like you're connected with everyone and everything in the universe. And so when it told me everyone is in there with you, it really hit home. And then, as I'm thinking these thoughts, I thought to myself, you know, I, I, I'm always hard on myself. I always beat myself up all the time. 
for any any given uh, thing, you you name it, I'm gonna beat myself up for it and and be depressed. And when I realized that that it was it was conveying this connectedness and and we're all in here, I thought about you know when I beat myself up, I'm really beating up everyone else too. We're all part of this this interconnected energy and consciousness and and if i if i beat myself up in that sphere all i'm doing is introducing negativity to the system and i'm bringing everyone else down and it 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 really hit home and right about the time that 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 message was sinking in it let go of my arms and it disappeared And that kind of was the end of that experience. Um, I was hoping that I would go back in and uh, and see something, but it was just as much as I tried to think my way into a deeper experience, it just didn't happen. It was done. It told me what it needed to tell me, and it was gone. So that's episode three in the books. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of these days I'm going to get better at having a more dramatic and impactful ending. But it is what it is. All I got to say is get ready for episode four. It gets epic. Like you thought this one was epic? Just wait. That's all I got to say. And guys, they only get more epic. I mean, this is going to end up being a seven or eight episode podcast. And guys, each episode, each trip that I go on builds upon the previous and gets more and more epic and dramatic and deep and profound, scary at times. Just, just wait. It gets better. <laughs>